Aguten Erev Shabbos to all of you. Wanted to share a machshove on the Pashas HaShavua and it connects to an idea that I began to discuss yesterday in the Perek of Pilke Ovas of this week, Perek Sheni. The Pasha discusses the whole idea of the Korbonus Hanasim. In the Korbonus Hanasim, they also brought dedication to the Beis Hamikdash, to the Mishkan, wagons, Egwif Tzav, and there's a special posuk in the Torah addressed to Moshe Rabbeinu, where Hakadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe, "Accept these kachmiyitom, take this dedication from the Nesim." Many of the Mefarshim ask, "Why did Moshe Rabbeinu need a tzivui from Hashem to accept the donation? Donations generally are accepted." It's a, a rule. Every moisid, you don't ask questions on a donation. So what's the pshat that they needed Hakadosh Baruch Hu to say, take from them? So I'm going to get to the fascinating idea, which is really brought out in the medrash, this nakuda. But it, it, it connects also to the perik and perikovas, and it connects to another maimah chazal. In this week's parasha, found both in the Medrash and in the Gemara and Brachas. Chazal tell us that the reason why we find in the parasha that the Trumas Umaisris, Isha's Kodosh of Loyir, Isha Shayitin Lakoyin Loyir, that Pasuk, is found right next to the parasha of Satan. Nachmanel Utslan, a woman who who goes out of the marriage to some degree, and you have to bring it to the Beis Hamikdash to verify to what extent, to whether she is taka mutter to be with her husband. Why is this found together? So we find a, a, a scary Chazal, both in the Medrash and in the Gemara. Chazal say that the reason why he puts Trume, the Matmas Kahuna, Next, the Pasha Sait is telling you that somebody who doesn't give the Matmas Kahuna, Rahmanul Slan, the end will be he's more vulnerable to have a Saita, to have a wife that goes out of the marriage. So everyone asks, Parshani, what does one thing have to do with the other? First of all, we know there's a rule in Shas. That if Ruvain does a chet, Shimon doesn't get Malkus. So if Ruvain is not giving the the trume umaisa, what does that have to do with the wife becoming a soike? The whole idea is difficult. What is the association between the two? Even if they would be linked as far as husband and wife, even if we want to stretch it and say, well, if a husband doesn't give trume, probably his wife is not encouraging him to do so. Even if we would stretch it to that place, what's the connection between these two Averis? So there's many different approaches. But I want to connect it to this idea, this Maimah Chazal, of what Moshe Rabbeinu thought before he needed HaKadosh Baruch Hu's dictate to accept these wagons from the Nesim. Last night I was giving Shein the Pirkei 
And I was talking about the Mishnah, say the Tzoyne Kiltzoyne. Make Hashem's desire your desire, so that your desire will become His desire. That's the way the Mishnah reads. So the Rishonim and the Gedalei discuss what is the Mishnah really referring to? What does it even mean? And then His will will become your will. How do we connect that? So the idea that I, I brought out, I feel, is very associated to this Nakuda. And it connects to a beautiful story I heard from one of the Manhigim, Mashpim, Ruchniim, and Eretz Yisrael from Arachim, which is a Kiruv institution. They run seminars in Eretz Yisrael, very, very, with tremendous success. So this individual from Arachim said over a fascinating story. The story connected to something, to directive that he got from Rav Steinemann. The directive he got from Rav Steinemann is that they should have a seminar over Shavuos. Besides for their seminars they have throughout the year, over Shavuos they should have a seminar. Now obviously that introduced complications. You know how the people are going to get there and all the other issues that are associated to it. But Rav Steinemann told him that there's something about Shavuos that inspires the neshama of the Jew. And as the morale explains in many places, that the Yomim Toivim relive themselves, the hashpah, and the inspiration that that Yom Tov had in Bayomim Oheim, Bazman Hazer, it, it, it sort of relives itself and rejuvenates in the human being. And that's the reason why we're so connected to the Yom Tovim, to the Zmanim that the Yom Tovim represents. So, so Steinemann said, listen, you're going to have a different level of success by a seminar that runs on Shavuos. But here's what he told him. He said, I, you should really do it overnight. You should run a seminar overnight, Shurim, throughout the night of Shavuos. Because that's when all Klal Yisrael are learning. And there's a certain strength to that. That was made it a complicated thing, more complicated. Go run a seminar at 2, 3, 4 in the morning. And then he said, just to add one last piece of complication, you should try to do it in a neighborhood where there's a yeshiva, there's a big base medrash, where you could at least show the people, take them through a tour and let them see Yiddish Kindel learning throughout the night with Hasmada, with a Gishmak. That, that will be impact. Anyway, he said all of those conditions were met. And he said over the years they've had unbelievable success. Specifically Shavuos. But there was one amazing story that he said over. He said he was talking in Kfar Saba. And then they were talking about the Mi and the identity of a Jew and the importance in Halacha of recognizing only true converts as Jews. And this woman, after the dress that he gave, this woman came over to Mamish hysterically crying. And she said, Rabbi, Yeshli Ben, Hu Olech, I have a son, he's dating an Arab woman. He wants to marry her. 
And she said, We're not We don't keep as much as we should. This is a red line in our family. To marry out, that's a red line. And she said she spoke to her son and she begged him and she had her mother speak to her son and she said, also be us. She's asking him for advice. He wasn't very hopeful. He told her, listen, I can't, I don't want to give you false hope. The story you're telling me usually when it's this advanced, usually they do end up getting married. And he says, but positive is that they don't usually last. We have a tremendous success rate of them coming back. So to save the marriage that shouldn't happen, I, 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 it's a far cry. He said, but I'll tell you. He told the Nisqash He said, you know, if you can get your son, Shavuos is in two months, if you could get your son to come with you to the seminar that I give on Shavuos night in Yerushalayim, you never know. I've had crazy stories. I've had amazing success. She said, I'm going to try. My son is not up my son's alley. I'm going to try anyway. It took two months, that, But she got him to come. Her son, Ronan, secular Israeli, as secular as, you, as they come, disenchanted, and made up his mind fully. He's not ready to listen to his mother, his grandmother. He's surely not ready to listen to some rabbi in Jerusalem. But to listen to a lecture, to studies, he's willing to do that. So he came with his parents. Both parents came. And the, the Arachim seminar was in Yerushalayim. As Rav Steinemann said, next to a yeshiva, they found a dining hall, a large venue, next to yeshiva Kol Beautiful yeshiva Yerushalayim. Shlomo Zalman Orbach, Zechatzadik Levrocha, was one of the Rosh Yeshiva in that yeshiva. But anyway, so, 2 a.m., Ronan shows up with his mother and father. Shalom Aleichem. He listens to a couple of classes. He's interested, but he's interested intellectually. He's not interested emotionally. Anyway, he goes over to the rabbi. He has some different questions. The rabbi starts broaching the topic of what his plans are, and he shuts him down. So the Rav pretty much gave up. But that last, he was going to try that last. He says, you know, I'm taking a group of people now. We're going to tour Yeshiva's Kol We're touring Kol And what we're going to do is we're going to go upstairs in the Ezra's Nashim. We're going to look down just to watch the sea of B'nai Torah learning. You're going to see them learning like it's in the middle of the day with enthusiasm. It's going to be amazing. It's worth seeing. So Ronan went with the group. Take a look. He's he's beyond impressed. Again, not negotiable. Not talking about Yiddishkeit on any kind of emotional level, but he was trying to hop. What could it be? Three a.m., four a.m. Hundreds of young boys, ages fourteen to eighteen to twenty, screaming and learning. What's going on? said, Rabbi, can I go into the actual room? I want to just see what's going on. Anyway, he went in. 
and they pass by a chavrusa. And the chavrusa is screaming and learning. Roman says, I want to know what they're talking about. And I want to know the topic. Halavayit would have been a topic that the lava will hear Kadesha to marry out of the Yiddishkeit. But they were learning Bavakame. And Shoshanagach The Perak deals with ox, you know, goring another ox, goring a cow, you know. So when the guy hears the story, he's like, that's what the Gemara is talking about? So how do you, why are you so interested in that at three o'clock in the morning? I mean, can't you find something more relevant? So the Israeli looks at him and he says, You have to taste it to understand how relevant it is to our lives. Anyway, Ronan heard, went home, but reconsidered. Said, you know, I want a chavruse. He asked this rabbi, give me that guy to learn with me once a week. I want to learn, I want to taste it. All intellectual, he was an intellectual boy. Anyway, one thing led to the next, led to the next. He became a ben teure gomor. A yirei shamayim. He himself was those was in the Koisle base Melish. This Rav writes that some years later it was Shavuos night, and this Ronan decided he wants to learn in that base Melish with his Chavuzim, the base Melish that got him started. And he said he was running an Arachim seminar. He went to tour the base Melish, and he stopped. Of course, they exchanged greetings. He said, what are you learning? He was learning Yevomis. And in Yevomis, he was learning the topic of Kiddush Eichutz. That's like a complicated case where Ruvain marries a woman with the exclusion of Shimon, and then Shimon marries her, and Ruvain dies. And oh, this, is, this is a sugya based on a Yerushalmi. And he looks at Ronan and he goes, what relevance does that have? That's much further from reality than an ox goring a cow. He looks at him and he goes, on. you have to taste it. With a big smile. Inspiration is the name of the game in Yiddishkeit. And many things in life, but in Yiddishkeit, it's the name of the game. When the Mishnah discusses in Pirkei Ovas, Mishnah is not saying yeah, you should do what Hashem says. That you have to do. That doesn't belong in Pirkei Ovas. The Mishnah is saying inspire yourself through Torah and through whatever methodologies are conducive to the degree that you will feel inspired by it. Taste it. And by doing that, it will become your Ratzon and Hashem's Ratzon will merge you become a different person. Which can only happen when somebody delves into the Torah and delves into the Chochmah of the Mitzvahs. not just interested in doing it. They're interested in feeling it. They're interested in tasting it. Say Chazal that Moshe Rabbeinu I was hesitant to accept the donation of the Nesim. Why? Because we know that the Oren had to be carried. 
There's a covet for the Oren. Ba'kosiki soul. They didn't put it onto a wagon. And Moshe had hesitation that maybe the other clay on Mishkan also should be carried. But says the Medrash, the Nesim were Ashirim and Chashuvim, these were the these were the leaders in Klal Yisrael. Wealthy leaders of Klal Yisrael. They had many shluchim they could have sent to bring the wagons and the behemoths. But they came themselves. They were so inspired. They came themselves with the kavone that they want to be involved. They want to be part of it. They want to feel it. They want to taste it. Rebel Yashiv Zatzal always used to say, I've heard this many times. That Avram, the Torah says, Vayita Eshel Avram planted a tree, and that was the tree that he did chesed with. He brought people there to shelter. He fed them from the tree. Rebel Yashiv said, Avram Avinu was from the Gedolei Olam. He was from the Gedolei Vashirei Olam. He had plenty of Avodim. Was he a farmer? Planting trees? Rebel Yashiv said, the tree that Avram did chesed with, he wanted to be personally involved. He, want, he wanted, I'm coining the phrase, sarich om. he wanted to taste the chesed. Not just that it should happen, but that he should be involved in every intricacy that's facilitating the chesed. That's Vayita Eishon. That's what he learned from Avram Avinu. He wasn't just doing the chesed, accomplishing the chesed. He was feeling it, experiencing it. That's the Yisait. And that's where Steinemann knew that some people, some Yiddish and Hishonis, in order to get them, there's a Ronan, he has to see the inspiration, he has to taste it. And walking in the Beis and seeing it, that did something, it opened up his heart that only the Koilis who broke him of terror was able to accomplish. The Rabbani Shalom, seeing the inspiration of the Nesim, the impact that the Nesim made on Klal Yisrael, the Barishal said, Kach This inspiration that the Nesim had and generated into Klal Yisrael was something that HaKadosh Baruch Hu insisted on becoming part of the fiber of Klal Yisrael. And that was the acceptance. It wasn't just an acceptance. It was the integration of this being part of Klal Yisrael. It was a Metiyah planting it into clouds. Last year when we were going through Brochus again, something hit me about this drosha with Satan. You always learn the drosha, somebody doesn't give Trumus or Maishas. If you look at the Gemara, the language is a little different. Which for some reason, the many times that I've gone through it, it's skimmed over this point. The Gemara says, Somebody who has in his possession trumas and maestras for the Kohen. So it hit me that it could be Chazala not talking about somebody who doesn't take trumas and maestras. Takes trumas and maestras. But he's not excited to part with it. He holds on to it. Keeps it in his domain. His family is not seeing the inspiration of being connected to the Koyan, of being Mekayim the Mitzvah of Tchumah to its fullest extent within the scene of the Koyan. 
So his family is seeing that the Gashmi, the Olam Gashmi is the Ikel, and the Olam Ruchni is something we got to do. Because as I said, if you want to take the simple reading of the Gemara, he was Marfus Trimazamayim. And probably eventually he plans to give it to the Kohen. But it's not on the agenda. If it's not on the agenda, he creates a home that lacks the inspiration for Yiddishkeit. If it lacks the inspiration for Yiddishkeit and Kedusha, then it's opened up to all the vulnerabilities of what's going on in the world around it. So it doesn't mean it's an oinish. It's not a punishment. It's a cause and effect. And that's what's, what we have to take from this palsha. That the inspiration and, and the enthusiasm that we put into the mitzvahs, that is the lifeline of our Avodah Hashem. And we should all be zeicher, mitzvah Hashem, to be mamshech, and to inspire, to continue to inspire someone to be oiler, malo v'malo, for ourselves and for others. V'niya kulonu, b'yachat, k'yishachot, b'leivachot, oivdei Hashem, b'avu, b'rotzeh.